Hello, welcome to more of the Richard Herring podcast feed, powered by Acast Plus. Uh, hope you're enjoying all these tour podcasts. There is still a chance to catch some, though they're selling out very fast. Uh, we, in fact, Sheffield on the 7th of March sold out. Uh, but check the theatre website for returns. Uh, Monday, the 11th of March, Adam Buxton and Lemsis A in the Leicester Square Theatre sold out. But you can get tickets for the Warwick Arts Centre, where I'm talking to Lindsay Santoro and the Exploding Heads internet phenomenon, and at Bedford on the 21st, where I'm talking to Olaf Falafel and my old friend Al Murray. I'm at Glasgow uh, on the 27th of March, sold out, Susie McCabe and Fred McCauley, and then at Hull on the 28th of March with Tommy Cannon and Bob Morton. Uh, there are three tickets left as I talk to you so get there quick if you want to come and see that also this richardherring.com slash come and see me on tour doing stand-up for the first time in six years richardherring.com slash ballback coming lots of places around England and some places in Scotland uh, and that's about it for the moment all right sit back relax and enjoy rahalastapa Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Rahalastapa this week with the awesome Connie Huck, who is a lot of fun. Uh, look, we're going through difficult times. Here, as we all are, and we want to keep you entertained, so we've set up a live streaming channel at twitch.tv slash rkherring. There's stone clearing at 8am, there's snooker at 7.30pm. We're going to do some live interviews for Rahalastapa, uh, and maybe lots of more stuff. I might play Civ 2 and you can watch, I might play Scrabble and you can watch, um... We might try and put some sketches together. It's all free. You can subscribe if you want to pay some money. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you can give us free money every single month by just linking your Twitch and Amazon Prime accounts. We're going to put a video of this explaining it up. You should be able to see. Uh, and um, then uh, just remember to return every month and resubscribe. And you can give us $5 a month for nothing from Ian Amazon's big bank vault full of money. He's a fool. He's given this money out for free. I don't know what he's doing, but I'm happy to take some of it and turn it into more content for you. It's a win-win-win situation. Um, yeah, and uh, do keep listening to the podcast. That's a great way to help us as well. And also, if you're concerned as I am about the live comedy circuit scene with clubs and comedians, please help you stand-up comedians get through this difficult time. They literally have no other income, many of them. They've relied on just the gigs they do every week in clubs. There are no clubs on at the moment. Many of them will do stuff online, um, but I don't know how much money they'll be able to raise through that. So to help the people who are struggling, we set up a Just Giving account. If you look for Just Giving and heckle the virus, you'll be able to give, maybe just go every month uh, while this is going on, and donate the cost of one gig ticket, uh, and that will be redistributed by the people at Next Up Comedy. Thanks so much to them uh, for organising this uh, and help people through this difficult period. Do help the people in your own communities. If you don't think stand-up comedians are the are the priority, find someone who is the priority. Don't complain about it and then do nothing, is what I'm saying. Please feel free to donate money to any of the other self-employed people or people who are... Uh, out of work because of this help everyone through look out for your neighbors uh, do talk to your friends who are isolating alone if you are isolating alone make sure you're staying in contact with your friends and family uh, listening to these podcasts and you can come and join us on twitch tv and have a chat on there as well anyway let's sit back relax enjoy the fabulous and surprisingly rude connie huck Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who now equates illness with drunkenness. It's Richard Herring. 
fine. That's fine. I've had a week to recover. I'm fine. Oh, no, actually. They're going out in a different order. Uh, so it's... Never mind. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, none of this is going to make sense now. Think about it. Fuck it. Uh, welcome to Richard Herring's Lee Stewart's Theatre Podcast. Uh, it's... Uh, it's, uh, I've been, uh, I'm in dressing room one, it's got Stuart Lee written on and a picture of Stuart Lee on it, all printed up nice. Could have taken that down for the day, couldn't they? They, they don't put that up when I'm in, they don't put Rich hanging a nice little photo of me, sucking up to him. Uh, I was hanging around with Alan Measles the other day, you, you remember him from the Rehalastopur that was ages ago, he calls it Rehalastopur, so I don't know if that's going to catch on. Uh, I've literally got nothing to talk to you about beforehand, so let's go. Let's see if we can. If there's anyone new in the front row, I'm not sure I've met this lady before. Have I met you before? What's your what's fuck? What, what, you say fuck off to me? It's uh, <laughs> very nice. I'm just coming to have a chat. What's your name? Ellen. Ellen. You're wearing a kind of stripy top. That's a kind of very Richard Herring friendly stripy top. Sorry, I didn't wear my stripy top today. What do you do for a living, Ellen? Uh, a graphic designer. That's one step up from IT, isn't it? That's a. Uh, <laughs> They actually have to draw it themselves, not just type something in. It's good. What was the best thing you've designed? You don't know. What's, what's, what are you most proud, what's your mum most proud of? <laughs> not much. Okay. Not going very well, is it, Ellen? You and me. It's not. It's, uh, what's the best pencil to use? <laughs> 2B. Okay, good. I could do a joke about it. I'm not going to. Um, I thought of immediately. That's how my brain is so sharp. I immediately thought of it. What's, are you with Ellen? Yes. What's your name? Dan. Dan, that's nice. And what do you do for a living, Dan? I'm a journalist. He's a journalist. Are you reviewing the show? No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fucking time. What do you, uh, what do you, um, what do you journal for? What, what's the, what, what, what? Freelance. Freelance. What was the, if you, are you trying to tell me you've never had anything in the paper? <laughs> yeah, what was the last thing you had in? Basically You're basically unemployed. What was the last, what was the last thing you had in? What sort of stuff is it? Why are you being so cagey? Is it poor? Is it hustler? <laughs> no. You're not going to tell me what it is. Wow. It just makes me more interested. Just more interested in why you're so... Mis- it's a very uh, buff kind of guy, isn't he? He works out a bit. He's a nice-looking guy, isn't he? I'm not saying you're, you're punching above your weight, but he's a, he's a, he's a good-looking good guy. Done very well, Alan. Uh, so, right, we're going to crack straight on. I don't mind. I don't care what you write about me. I don't care. <laughs> I, there's no judgment. Um, my guest this week is probably best known for her role as a schoolgirl in 2.4 Children. That is, yeah, remember that show. <laughs> Will you please welcome the amazing Connie Huck, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> welcome. You have to. There's a microphone. You have to hold that up on your, on your face. And say hello. hello. I can do that. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Very good. Do you remember being the schoolgirl in 2.4 Children? Uncredited? I, I never made it in. What? <laughs> Cut on the floor. I was just an extra. Yeah, I don't even matter. know how you even found that I out. I know everything about I've you. I've gotten that. I mean, that was like when I was actually a schoolgirl, yeah. funnily enough. Um, yeah. Where's yeah. the... Where, Where's that's all over your. That's on, that's on Wikipedia. It's on IMDb. It, it's oh, everywhere. I don't, I don't look at the internet yeah. much. I'm the only one. I'm the only one <laughs> in the whole world. You don't want to look there, Connie. There's some awful things on yeah, there. Yeah, I know. So I've heard. <laughs> um, well, look, we've got so we've got history, you and me. We've got we've got a beef to settle right here, right now. Okay, we, we were both in a show called The Other Boat Race, and you were on oh, that. You were, you, you were, you were, you've forgotten me, haven't you, Connie? You've forgotten no, about me. I've blocked that from my memory. You can understand why I've blocked I that have, from we, my memory. We had to do an Oxford-Cambridge boat race. Connie Huck was uh, the, uh, was the cox of the, of the Cambridge. Jonathan Aitken was the cox of the Oxford boat. Six foot three. <laughs> by far the tallest person in our boat. Very heavy. Connie Huck, probably quite a good choice of uh, coxswain. Um, and uh, during the race, you steered into our boat. <laughs> and uh, I hit one of your crew in the face with the, with the, the oar. Yeah. Nearly killed her. I'm, I'm amazed they managed to put anything out. <laughs> we never even finished the race, really. We, well, no, we did. We did. We won. That's why you forgot. That's you yeah. wiped that from Oxford. Oxford won, as is only right. We had to restart. Do you remember yeah, that? And, then, and, and we'd done something to our boat that stopped the water coming in. 
And you, I think the reason you lost was because loads of water kind of... Because it was really... We sunk. It was basically. really cold. <laughs> it was really cold and wet and the big waves. And these waves were coming into your boat and we... And, um, and you had to have sand put into your boat because... Gosh, you remember this so I clearly. Because it's the only time I've ever fucking won anything in my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, we at least got, you won one thing. I've, I've never won thing. anything in I, my we life. We got a cup saying winner and a medal saying winner and you got a medal saying loser, which I thought was <laughs> in a two-horse race. Well, it was a bit rude. The story rude, of my second. life. Oh, thanks for reminding me. So anyway, I've forgiven you. Did you? I, we were You've forgiven we me were for what? You for won. crashing into us. I lost. You nearly lost. killed me. I nearly killed a woman. I nearly, <laughs> I nearly killed a professional rower. That's the worst thing of it. Um, we were really uh, g'd up to hate you. It's taken me a long time. <laughs> Not you personally. The whole boat of people. Uh, that our people really made this, us... These Oxford people, they're so you know, competitive. They are, but you know... Us to- Cambridge, we couldn't care we had, less. We had Toby we Young and Jonathan Aitken in our boat, yeah. and I still preferred them to you. That's how... That's how... <laughs> that's how, that's how but I've, I've got over it, I've got over it. The Cambridge boat was a, much, a group of much nicer people. I, we now were just I, normal, they were weirdos. Yeah, we were weirdos. As you can tell. <laughs> Dare you. So, Connie Huck. Yes. You were on Blue Peter. No way! My I've forgotten about that's that. what my researchers told me. <laughs> You're the longest-serving female presenter of Blue Peter in, in Blue Peter history. Oh, thanks! That I makes like it sound them. like a sort of prison sentence, but that was that's. I know, sir. It's quite does, impressive. Isn't it? Yeah, my yeah. I served my time. What? They couldn't get rid of me basically because it's like the dream job. Yeah. Literally. And actually, we had a new head of children's at one point. She was like, oh, Connie's been there too long. So they decided to terminate my contract. But by the time my contract was up, she'd left. So I got a stay of execution. <laughs> and then, like, literally, every time I thought I should leave, it was like, oh, well, if you stay for a few more episodes, it'll be your 4,000th show. And then you can do 10 years. And then after that, you can be the longest serving. There was always this, some sort of record or benchmark or something. So yeah. I just ended up staying forever. You're not competitive at all, are you? <laughs> no, uh, no, that's the thing. I'm not, though, because other people would have come and gone and tried to, you know, crack the world of, I don't know, grown-up telly or whatever. But yeah. I'm really like, if it ain't broke, don't think. You know, it's clinging on. I've just happily been there now, really. I don't like to change things up. You could still be there. You still look exactly the same as you did. <laughs> You do, but you do. You still, you still look twelve years old, I, which yeah. is a you know kind of compliment. It's sort of, but I'm like forty-four, and it's a bit weird. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what's your favourite memory of Blue Peter? What's the best thing you did on Blue oh, Peter? Just all the travel. Yeah. Before I was on Blue Peter, I'd literally not been anywhere, and then suddenly, especially because at one point it was on five times a week, because they were introducing the sort of. Um, digital channels so we were on monday wednesday and friday on terrestrial then tuesday and thursday we were on digital so they had to just fill so much airtime that literally you'd be i don't know going off to scunthorpe then to a live studio then flying to italy or something and then terrible for carbon footprint but just brilliant for you no know no one cared about that the, then no give a shit give a either. shit the planet no. whatever <laughs> um but the point is is that honestly i'd like i'd led such a sheltered life till then and then, and literally, you don't just go to a place. You see behind the scenes of the place. You sort of meet the people. It was, yeah, it was, a, it was a dream job, hence I didn't leave, but over a decade. <laughs> and what was the worst thing about doing it? What was the worst thing about doing it? I mean, God, I literally can't think of a worse thing. Isn't that like... That's amazing. That's just gross, isn't it? That's horrible. People well, you, hate their jobs. And You sort of left after there was a slight... I mean, there was a few con- controversies There's when you were there. Of, there it was, yeah, we I named mean, the cat with the wrong name. I mean, yeah. it was a massive controversy. Yeah. And, uh, that bloke took all those cocaine yeah, as well. Drug, that drug that, was, probably, that yeah. was probably worse. Not, not the best example <laughs> for the children. Uh, but but yeah. you, there was a controversy towards the end of your about the competition. There was a competition that was that yeah. there was a phone. Well, no, don't you remember? I don't remember it. I had to look it up, and I thought, God, no, that is perfect. Just in telly in general. Yeah. So RDF, the production company, made a yeah. documentary about the Queen, and they edited her storming out of a room, supposedly, but only they'd edited it all in the wrong order and she'd been going into a room. And then suddenly, literally every TV programme had to trawl through all their emails and their back catalogue of whether, you know, everything was genuine, was that caller on the line a real person, blah, 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 blah. And they found this competition which we had to name a cat. And the top scoring name was actually Cookie. Right. And they called the cat Socks because I think the editor preferred the name Socks. Right. And so then, yeah, all hell broke loose and he got sacked. <laughs> and, and you had to go on and apologise. I did, because we'd yeah. let everyone down. Yeah. 
Have you forgiven yourself for it? I, and I why? don't know. There still might be traumatized people out there that wanted that cat to be yeah. called Cookie and it got yeah. called Socks. Oh. You know, childhood is when we're shaping and forming and things that get us then, they can affect us for life, <laughs> as we know. So as us grown-ups know. Yeah, oh, that's good. So are you... Uh, um, well, look, I've been reading... Let's talk about your book. Uh, you've, been, and it's, uh, you've been written a book called Cookie, funnily enough. And, yeah, uh, that is a total coincidence. <laughs> it, isn't, it isn't me carrying that with me for life. And the most annoying boy in the world. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it, it seems to me... I mean, the, the character's basically called Connie Huck. Well, no, no. And, uh, <laughs> and went to school in the same place you did and has the same number of sisters you did and was on... <laughs> was on Brain Busters instead of Block, but you were on Blockbusters. <laughs> I know, and I didn't get any questions is, right. And she doesn't get any questions <laughs> right. It's just, and literally she gets asked the same questions that I got asked. So right. it's like me laying that demon to rest. Is obviously. that what it is? Yeah. Maybe. And what I, I quite like, that's I what feel I like. like I'm in therapy all of a I sudden. I mean, that's a bit of a spoiler, but that's what I, I mean, you know, there's no seven-year-olds listen to this, and if they do, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> not for you. You should be in I'm bed. I'm not apologising for anything. I took some cocaine and I liked it. It was okay. <laughs> I advise you to do the same. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, next week, that's me. I'm very sorry to say. <laughs> yeah. um, Not only have I let me down, <laughs> but I've let you That's what down. I liked about the book, was there's a, there's a few... Bit, I mean, there's lots of things I liked, but I really like the fact that it doesn't follow the kind of trajectory you're expecting. There's some rugs pulled away, and, and the, char- the main character She's goes... She's mental, that well, main character. Yeah, I don't know where you got that from. And uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> And uh, she gets all of her questions wrong. It's brilliant. Well, you know what? You've of... listened to the audiobook yeah. and the actual humour is in all the comic strips. And I said, we shouldn't really do an audiobook because the funny bits are in all the pictures. So you've sort of... It was, very fun- oh. it was a very funny book. I think my wife writes for the same sort of age group and the same oh. sort of thing about rivalries between school kids. And what a, it's really well observed in, uh, in terms of all that falling, making friends falling out yeah, with yeah, people. Yeah. Uh, and she's sort of not very self-aware of when she's being... She's totally, yeah, unaware. I mean, but, you know, that age, I have to say, it's like, I don't know, as kids, we're all a blank canvas, aren't we? And then everything is what society puts on you, and half of it's bullshit and absurd. And kids really realise that more than grown-ups. They're really refreshing. Yeah. And so kind of it's sort of showing that, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of science and stuff in there sort of subtly interwoven in. Yeah, there's a lot of knowledge woven in there because everything... So our oldest turned seven and then he got the Wimpy Kid books and I sort of was like, okay, let's read a book tonight. And it's like, he's seven years old. It's the first book. He's like, the fit girls in high school and this and then, you know, because it was written ten years ago, sort of pre-Me Too. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be good to write a funny book where actually they're sort of learning something in a stealth fashion. So it's all really woke, but it's hidden. It's like stealth woke and stealth education. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's disguised as a funny romp. So I always say it's sort of like Bridget Jones meets Wimpy Kid. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> if that That's what be, we'd like to see. Talking about me too. That's bloody hell. And you can do, um, you do that, do you accent? It's worth that in the audiobooks so you do a Liverpudlian accent. It's worth this. Oh, yeah, a Scouser accent, be, like, yeah, yeah. I think it's meant to be Liverpudlian. From years of watching Brookside yeah. in my youth that I have perfected. <laughs> and you do a Bart, Bart Simpson impression in there. Do I? Yeah. Oh, I, oh yes, at the very, yeah, in the yeah. beginning of me. You want me to do it now? No, don't, I don't really. Okay. Not, not, if you, not if you don't feel Yo, like. homeboy. No, you see, I can't do it. Oh, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get into it. Sometimes you, you got yeah, you can't just go you straight into it. I can't just, sometimes I can't no, go straight to my switch. Scottish accent. I have no, to, I exactly. To like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, then it's just perfect, though. Just sometimes a little tweak at the beginning. So, um, I mean, you did a lot of things when you were, you know, you were, you were a schoolgirl you school in, uh, school in 2.4 Children. You were in the National Youth Music Theatre and you appeared on Blue Peter when you were 14. Is that true? Yeah, I was in you a play a solo? with Jude Law, actually, and he was, like, 17. And wow. Yeah, no, so, uh, what, what year was this? I'm trying to think of the year, but I can't do maths that quickly. You were 14. Yeah, I still can't do maths 30 that quickly. years, it's 30 years ago. Oh, yeah, that should be easy. Yeah, I would say, <laughs> I'd say it's 1989, but I get, I get confused with that, because that feels like that's... That can't be 30 years ago, right? So I keep... Let's say it's 1979. I'm in no. denial that I'm old now. Yeah. Like, I had an invite to my 20-year school reunion. And I was like, no, this only happens in those films where they go back to the small town in America where they grew up. You know, that can't be... This must be a mistake. And, and now I can't even say that that was recently. Because <laughs> that anecdote is old now. So it will yeah. be like my 25-year school reunion or whatever yeah. next. And I got the GPNHS survey thing, you know, the patient... Um, questionnaire and I realized 
that next year I move up a box. Yeah. And whereas I'm in like the 35 to 44 box, next yeah. year I'm like 45 Enjoy to... Enjoy it while you can. Oh, yeah. It goes, <laughs> goes, goes by rough. very fast. Yeah. It goes by very, very fast. Um, so you were... You, you do, so what got you into TV and presenting in the first place? We, we, do you know, uh, actually, so there was an advert in Time Out magazine... And it was for open. This is when, like, there were only four channels on the telly. Yeah. And they started doing B, Sky, B, and Scott. You know, people got satellite dishes. And there was a channel called the Family Channel and a channel called the Children's Channel. But there was a gap in between because um, the Children's Channel ended at, like, 5 o'clock and the Family Channel ended at 7. So they wanted to film these two hours with youth programming. And in Time Out magazine, they had open auditions for TV presenters. So me and my sister thought it would be fun to go along for a laugh. You had to be 18 to 25 and I was 16 and still at school. So I wasn't ch- sort of trying to get the job. I just thought it would be fun. And I was in girls' school. I thought it would meet boys and, you know, all of that stuff. Anyway, and I went along. So I was, because sometimes when you're not trying to do, get something, then it's easier. And I kept getting these callback auditions. And then I got this job and they thought I was unemployed and I'd left school. And I told my head of sixth form, who was quite called John Sargent's wife, Mrs. Sargent. Okay. And she was like, that will look really good on your ucker form. <laughs> and, and so she, she actually negotiated with the production company. And I'd done my maths A-level a year early because I was doing further maths. I was going to be an engineer. I was doing like maths, further maths, physics and chemistry. And so I had all these free periods. And I, like, would, they got me a pager. This is pre-mobile phones. And I'd have to go to the school payphone when they bleeped me. It didn't even have the messages. It was literally a red light went off. <laughs> and then I'd go and interview, like, take that, and he's 17. And suddenly <laughs> I, this square Asian girl was kind of cool, and it was great. And I'm sure that's what got me into university, because it did look quite good it on my look good on this. So maybe, yeah. maybe we'll meet take that if we have her here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe she'll bring them along. <laughs> yeah. That's really, what did, you, what did your friends at school think about I sort of had this newfound cool all of a sudden. Yeah, it was a bit weird, really. But Take That weren't really big then. There was a period where they used to just go around like literally naked with the letters T, H, uh, A, T, you know, Take and that. Um, I can't even spell. I just spelled that 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 instead of Take. That's why they didn't do so well to me. (laughs) 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 But they were literally in smash hits every week and on every sort of kid show trying to break it. And anyway, I went and interviewed them. And then uh, subsequently, they did well with like a million love songs or something. And then we ran that interview when they became famous. Right. So, but and East 17, I interviewed them loads. I went yeah. around their house and stuff. It was just whoever was knocking around, yeah. which was always East 17, it seemed to be. So. <laughs> I met East 17 when I pre- you, you presented Top of the Pops as well. I presented yeah, yeah. Top of the Pops in the, in the mid-90s. And they were, they were on doing that. Uh, yeah, and, they did a lot uh, of that, didn't they? Uh, Brian Harvey was eating a uh, family pack of Maltese. That's what I remember. Like, oh, on his own, yeah. Okay. On his own, he didn't share them. He didn't offer us one. Didn't Tony Mortimer want one? He was in the canteen. Then he went on to bake potatoes, didn't he, next? And that was, that, yeah. was, that was his downfall. Just like anything big and brown and round. So he was into. <laughs> Thought, I could eat, could eat those now. I could try and eat the moon next. <laughs> Moon's not brown. <laughs> um... Yeah, so... Um, I did work experience at TV Centre. Did he? Yeah, I, because cause I lived in Ealing. It was yeah. just sort of down the road. But the canteen was just... I remember, like, see, Andrew... Do you remember Andrew O'Connor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, he used to present Turnabout yeah. <laughs> in lunchtimes after Watch With Mother or whatever. Anyway, sorry, that was my claim to <laughs> But I remember being really excited he's, to see him. He's gone on to be the executive producer of Peep Show and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and massive... he, hasn't he moved to America now yeah, and probably. he's in showbiz or whatever? Yeah. But anyway, and then I what, remember... What like, sweets was he going, eating? Uh, he was eating just normal canteen <laughs> okay. food in the canteen. And I ended up sitting with him and having lunch. I was doing work experience on the Ross Abbott show. Okay. And they all went off on location. So I used to just wander around the corridor of TV that center, is dangerous for someone who looks like you. That's a very dangerous. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bump into Jimmy. That's Sable, now luckily. all people. <laughs> that's all people's flats now. That's all been turned into flats, it's right? All, yeah, and it's so house, there? and it's all a bit trendy. Do you want to live in possibly where Jimmy Savile uh, ate some kids? Yeah, apparently, one of the most expensive properties in London. Yeah, it will is be in TV center. Yeah, yeah. No, wouldn't want to live there. It's a, it's a, there's a, it mirrors the Grenville Towers, the other side of the Westfield, <laughs> and uh, and the, and these posh flats, the BBC on Have the other side. Have you been back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. I, was, I, I used to live there, so it was, but uh, it, it's the. What it's in the, those posh flats? No, I used to live in Shepherd's Bush, oh, so okay. I'd be up there all the time, and you'd look, you'd notice once the fire had happened, you could see that that was the 
the, I'm not that I'm obsessed with this, but it just, <laughs> it just summed up London. They had this massive shopping centre, these ridiculously expensive flats, which were for sale with... Sa- I just thought Savile's estate agent wouldn't touch them, but they did. <laughs> they were... Yeah, I got this from Savile's. <laughs> and then on the other side, it's just, it just sums up London. Uh, but... That's why I don't live in Is London that why anymore. You moved out? That's why I moved. No, I was moving anyway, but uh, it did uh, make it a bit. It, did, it brought it's it home. It brought it home. I think. It brought, yeah, it is. But that's well, that's you know, it's all that. It's all that. Like it's all that. Oh no! Don't get me started. No. I'll start ranting. And you I like it when you rant. You ranted on the Jeremy Vine show. About I know. Brexit. I did rant. I should have said nose instead of head, shouldn't I? And yeah. then that would have been all right. Yeah, you did. It was a Muslim saying, "What if everyone chopped chopped off everyone's head yeah, off?" That, yeah, was, you, that, you, was, you, that was that was. You're as bad as tabloid journalists. You're moment. just misquoting everything. There. <laughs> but you you agree with the sentiment, right? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, did you see Piers Morgan taking the piss out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know. Oh gosh, we used to have to do. Uh, I know Piers because we used to have to do the eco campaigning for Eon uh, and, and we had to do all these photo shoots with like this giant polar bear and stuff and he'd be in this green suit and I had to wear a green dress it was so naff I can't believe I did that now uh, so and he's always we're always like sort of taking the piss out of each other yeah. uh, and him and Charlie have a running joke of well no it's not even a running joke an ongoing hatred of each other yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah there's no joke and I can't really imagine the two of them joshing around and no. being mates <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of fun taking the piss. Yeah, no. and have you seen Touch of Cloth ever? Uh, yes, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so he... So, oh, someone's, <laughs> seen yeah, someone's seen it. Good. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. But I don't know if it's on any streaming platform. But in that, he continually is taking the piss out of Piers Morgan. Right, okay. It's like a sort of spoof of a sort of crime thriller series. It's so good. It needs to be back on telly. Yeah, get it back on. Yeah, he, what's to... he been up to? He hasn't done anything, has he, Charlie, recently? No, but it's been... He should get back doing Touch of Cloth. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that and he Black can't Mirror. be that busy. He can't be that busy. Let's quickly talk yeah. about Charlie because you okay. met Charlie. Some people think it's a lot, an unlikely uh, partnership. The two of you, the Blue Peter ex presenter and the yeah. sort of rudest man on TV. <laughs> now I, I sort of wonder whether it started off. You did his, you did his screen wipe show where you did a thing about men weeing on the hillside. Yeah, yeah, men. Well, because that was when Trini and Susanna and Got Quan and all that kept doing these sort of empowerment things where everyone would go naked on a hillside or, you know, do these things like get a big bus with the slogan, like, let's all get naked or whatever. And so then um, we did one about men with shycock. Pyurethesis. Have I said it right? I don't know. I don't know. Pyurethesis. I think shycock did the job. Uh, Which is when you can't piss in a urinal next to another bloke. Does anyone have that here? Oh, you do. Well, there you go. And so we were trying to... Te- well, you should have been on the show. I should have come We on. could have cured you and empowered you. Uh, anyway, uh, but that's not when we actually met. We were sort of friends for ages right. before getting but together. But it must have been like, oh, I'll do the, the blue... You know, that must have been quite edgy. You'd come out Blue Peter, presumably by that stage, and you're doing a thing about men weeing well, on a hillside. Was, they often would ask, but Blue Peter never yeah. let us do anything. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, you have to be as clean as a whistle, apart from when you do coke, obviously. Um, But, you know, so, so yeah, uh, that's why, yeah, I didn't do anything on his show till I left. So you did that, then you thought, well, that that hasn't been edgy enough, so I'll go out with him. And then that that, that hasn't been enough, so I'm going to have to marry him now, and then that didn't work, so you have kids with him, and then... And then now you're stuck now? with him, aren't you? You're I'm stuck with him just because no, you were trying just to... just divorce him. <laughs> uh, but it's, so I, I think he, he's, he's much nicer than he appears on the telly, right? He's not as... Nu- yeah, people are always as... like, thinking he'll be really scary yeah. because he's got that on-screen persona yeah. of sort of grumpy, scary bloke. But he's a real softie. Yeah, and you are probably much nastier than you appear yeah. on the telly. I seem really nice, but I'm a total bitch. <laughs> like, this is just my public persona. Yeah. But so actually, we meet in the middle, yeah, and it works, so it works really works well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is it? But we is are it... totally opposite. Actually, the other day, I was looking <laughs> at, at this family picture of us. We never have family photos, but we—I found this selfie from when the kids were young, and I realised he's got the biggest head in the world, and I've got the smallest head. In the world. <laughs> I thought when we have kids, they'll have normal size heads, and actually, our five-year-old's head is bigger than mine, and our <laughs> seven-year-old has a tiny head. Wow. Sorry, this is. Just... 
boring. This is fascinating stuff. But anyway. Well, he was saying last, when he was on, he was on very recently. He was here. He was here last was week. Like, last week. I can't work out the timing. He was it. trying to work out yeah. what day. And I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> we didn't want to be together. No, I wouldn't have Because we hate on. each other. <laughs> I wouldn't have put you on together because who'd look after the kids? Exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thoughtful like that. Yeah, I understand thank that. you. But he said that he, is he very fastidious about sell-by dates and you're not fastidious about Oh, my God. I mean, like, literally, sell-by dates are real bug. I mean, I've got all... This is um, Yeah, this is a big problem in in our household. No, but, like, literally, if you look on anything, like, you get, I don't know, 500 milliliters of Greek yogurt, and it says eat within two days, you'd be having Greek yogurt for every fucking meal (laughs) if you ate it within two days. Does anyone actually do that? Or do do people just literally bin everything? Is that what you all do? What do you do? What do you do anyway? My wife bins the stuff and I eat the stuff. You can tell I, Charlie that I have got food poisoning this week. Yeah. So it's, uh, that is, but that's from eating the food my wife has prepared for me. So that is, if it is but food But like poisoning. literally if it smells off and it looks off, it's off, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I only Usually. eat things that are years. I find things in the freezer that have been there since 1976 <laughs> and I'll eat it. And I never get ill. And he's ill the whole time. He's literally ill the whole time. I'm not even kidding. Was he ill when he was here last no, week? No, he seemed okay. He seemed quite, quite okay, good Yeah, because so he could tell you that anecdote yeah. and not have it come was, back and hit him I said, what should I ask her about? He said, don't ask her about sell-by dates, is what he said. So I said, oh, well, I definitely he's will always, ask her. He's so paranoid about food poisoning yeah. all the time. He's literally like, oh, did you touch that? Wash your hands before you touch it. Like, uh, very, it sens- it's very sensible, man. And then, uh, whatever. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Whatever. <laughs> Should I tell you about the other arguments in our Yeah, household? of course. <laughs> well, he says that oh, all couples... <laughs> Have a, do you guys have a thing about loading the dishwasher? Well, I, I do. I just, so this is getting really boring, I isn't it? it? I do it. If anyone else touches it, I'm annoyed. That's, oh, that's, really? that's my job. I, I do the hate loading the it. And he'll always dictate how to load it. Yeah, that's me. But so I'm, I'm like him in that. My friend, actually, her and her husband have this Barney. The whole time. She, she actually taped him the other day ranting. And he said, you have no spatial awareness. She just sent me this audio message. But there's households up and down the country yeah. that just fall out over the dishwasher. Well, you've got to be very careful because if you put a big plate in the wrong place in that dishwasher, then it clogs up the spinning thing. And my wife does not... However many times I tell my wife, she doesn't understand that. So I have to, you have to put the big plates right at the edge and then it can spin. But you still have to check... Yeah, but they're then, leaning against the wall. How big are your big plates? They're not that big, but it's a quite a small dishwasher. Oh, uh, well, you see, you need a bigger only... dishwasher because ours spins with the big plates in yeah. there. Well, that's how the other half live, Connie. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, the, black say, that's the old black mirror I money there. I don't mind one I just do this podcast. That's why I've got a small... I've got a little... No, but actually, right, yeah. uh, it is more eco-friendly yeah. to fill a dishwasher up to the hill than yeah, to... Yeah, ma- Yeah, okay. 
but to do several loads on a small dishwasher isn't as eco-friendly. It's, but not, also, that, so it's not a tiny small wait, but it's, this is it's this not dishwasher. Edit all this out, by the no, way. No, I'm not going to. This is the best. This is fucking gold. Okay, this is gold. Okay. It's and just, also, uh, I would rather scrape a bit of dried up spinach off yeah. a plate and then put three loads in to do the same amount of... Why, why do you have a dishwasher then? <laughs> do you have a massive no, the dishwasher? Is... <laughs> um, it's a, I'd say it's a three-quarter size dishwasher. As It's just the space in the kitchen. It's, we've got a lovely kitchen. It's just... But you live in a grade two listed country mansion, so you could have had a bigger dishwasher. I could have had a... a you moved out of it. Shepherd's Bush to get more space I and did. your dishwasher is tiny. I know. It, more for you. My dishwasher's... <laughs> My dishwasher's smaller and my bath's smaller and I'm furious. And once you've got those things... Oh, Charlie's furious because he doesn't think our bath is wide enough. He's changed, everyone. Yeah. He's changed <laughs> since them Channel 4 days. So it's all changed now. I agree Netflix, with I'm Netflix. on his side on that as well. We had, we had a really nice bath in our old house and you could both sit in it and it was lovely. And but, now? And now it's just got a tiny... It's, you know, it's like there's America, America have weird baths. They're really low and shallow. It's like a shallow... It's like a bath, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's too small. It's like the dishwasher. <laughs> okay. I think I might have accidentally moved into a model small? village. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how big is your... How many bedrooms have you got? Oh, so many. I uh, knew it. I knew it. You live in a mansion, don't you? It's great to listen to this nice much house. I found out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice house. That's his excuse for not getting solar panels. We were talking about being eco. He's got an electric car, but he yeah. doesn't want the solar panels making hey, his house Hey, come on, what are we talking about backstage stays backstage? Or, <laughs> or do you want them to know what you said about Valerie Singleton? <laughs> Which was nothing. I, I, I had, you, were the, you were in Blue Peter when, the, when they dug up the Millennium uh, the the time stink- capsules. Oh, yeah, it's stinking. Yeah. It was I had rancid. such a good time. I watched those. I mentioned it in a oh. recent podcast. I watched, I watched those the other day and I was laughing my head off. I was literally off. retching. I had to do the nose block thing because it was so putrid and yeah. stinking. Ugh. You were like, there's John Noakes there. There were all the stars came back, back. And they were all kind of, they were trying to make the best. of it. going, oh, look, you can almost yeah. see what that is. <laughs> they were full to the brim. Every one of them full to the brim of water. Everything yeah, waterlogged. I mean, were you furious with the people who put those time capsules? Because that's furious. the first thing about time capsules. It's got to be waterproof, right? That's yeah, the point, no. isn't it? They really <laughs> stitched us up. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just a it very tiny underground bar. the same people who done the gardening, I reckon. Yeah. It's got, it was magpie. The people of Magpie. Could be the Magpie. Yeah, that's what it is. They hold like, a long breath. Everyone's too young to even know what I'm talking about. You no, know Magpie? Not. No, yeah, yeah. Look again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark, I can't <laughs> see again. in there. Okay. They're very old. Yeah. Yeah, but who's laughing now, Magpie or Blue Peter? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Done very well. Done very well, Blue Peter. What is it like when you get to meet all those, the legendary Blue Peter presenters when they, when they all... Because on those... They, they do it every now and again. We have a 50 year. Yeah, and do you know what? It's really weird. It's like belonging to a, w- a weird family. Right. Because, you know, like with your extended family, you don't choose them, but you sort of have an affection. Well, sort of, or you hate them or whatever. I don't know. But you're always sort of back together every Christmas or every, I don't know, 50th or whatever. And there's always some anniversary or other where they wheel us ex presenters out. Like, we've got a Blue Peter Christmas archive program or something that they're filming, like, in the next couple of weeks and this and that and so actually you know the first time you meet them you're a bit oh there's John Noakes and there's Rally Singleton or whatever and then now they're just like you know sort of strange uncles and aunties I guess <laughs> um so yeah there were that was it the per- Purvis Noakes and Singleton were they your three or Judd was my Judd? three were Simon Groom oh is it that far Peter Duncan right. and, yeah how much older are you than me well a little bit eight years older than you but they like they went for a long it felt they like they were then for a long time. The, yeah, so. not as long as me, though. No. Well, obviously, Valerie Singleton wasn't... John Noakes must have done more long. Yeah, yeah, he did. he did. He was the only one that did more than me. Was Charlie nice on this? Yeah, he was lovely, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, you know, he was yeah. very polite, He's unlike his wife. He's a couple of times. He has, yeah, he has. Yeah. He was very, on very early in that and just put him back on again. It's lovely to see him again. Oh, very nice. I'm very happy. I hadn't seen him for seven we and a half years. We saw you at Bing Live. I know, we talked away. about that. Oh, did he talk about that? Yeah, I didn't see you. You didn't come up and say hello. I was stuck with the bloke from JLS. <laughs> Who's nice? Was, yeah, I was it? on House of Games with him or something, I think, wouldn't I say? I knew him. <laughs> what has my life become? <laughs> What's going on? Did you enjoy, Bing? Did you enjoy the Bing Live show? Because kids Charlie loved talked it. About yeah. Did you enjoy Although, it? Did you get... Did, yeah, he was selling those spinny neon That's things. what he was talking about as well. Oh, did he talk... Yeah. Oh, no, we're so boring. We just no, talked about just, spinny. 
But um, one of their spinny neon things broke. And so, you know, well, that's like, it was just awful. All hell broke loose. And the other ones was working. And it oh, okay. was the whole way home, it was just yeah. traumatic. Never have two kids. That's my advice. Oh, now you tell me. Yeah, too late for me Bit as well. late. If I'd, if I'd known before. I could always kill one. <laughs> oh no! Gonna be, it's gonna look really bad if you do kill this one of them. Not... You know what, though, this is why I don't like doing things like things in like I it's said. All right, it's okay. Like, I think because I, I, people don't get my humour. That's why the Jeremy Vine thing happened. <laughs> It's like, because now this, uh, things get taken out of context. I mean, uh, and I can't, I'm not very good at self. <laughs> it was clearly a joke. No, that's you not, say that. That's so not how the, the Daily Express are going to see it. There's and a fucking journalist on the front row. He's creaming his pants. He can't believe it. This could be his first job it. ever. I'm going to sell a story, Mum. I'm going to get £25. Pounds. <laughs> Did you work out what what what? He wouldn't tell me. He wouldn't say. Steve writes on the blue Peter fanzine. I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, he's trying to say you won't let him speak. No, you won't say. Okay, you're right. You're right. He's unemployed. Carry on. What's wrong with you? I'm going to ask you some emergency questions. Oh, oh gosh, does that mean I'm doing badly? No, it just means we've done. Oh shit, she's really bored. We're 40 minutes in, and you haven't had one. That means you're doing very well. Oh, does it? Let's see if we can go the whole hog. No, without asking if I suck my cock or whatever you're going to ask me now. Oh, here we go. Quick, I need to think of an anecdote. Do you know, right, I bumped into you. Quick, Princess Anne at a thing, right? I'm just going back to the lies in telly. No, no, we're talking about lies in telly, remember? Yeah. And she went filming with Valerie Singleton. They did a special assignment around Africa. And she said to me, this was during the scandal of the lies and telly thing. She said to me, I, that's when I learned that TV was all lies. I went on safari with Blue Peter for two weeks, didn't see a bloody thing. Then I watched it on telly and there were some lion cubs being born. <laughs> and so that was, you know, and she did swear as well. Wow. So there we go. Have I staved off the emergency no, questions? No, we're going to ask you a emergency oh. question. You that, did great backstage with you. We want some more. Oh. Um, what is the worst thing a cow has done to you? And What's that's probably the... the perfect question for a Blue Peter presenter because it must uh, be something. And uh, what is the worst thing? Do you mean like a cow, like a person that's a cow? Or I mean a cow? a cow. I mean, I was thinking you can, you can interpret <laughs> it however you want. I've had many encounters with a cow. Have you not? Oh, actually, no, I've milked a cow before, but yeah. it didn't do anything bad, but it didn't, not much milk came out. Okay. That's not really bad, is it? Or is it? Maybe, I mean... maybe she was keeping the milk in to spite me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing a cow's done to me. Okay. Not give me milk. Fair enough. What's the worst thing a cow's done to you? Um, oh, he can dish it out, but he can't take it back. Uh, a horse once ate my map when I was on a school not, field trip. Not a cow, though, is it? Quite similar. <laughs> similar. It's an animal. They're, they're ungulate. But so are we. What's the worst thing a person's done to you, Richard? Um, oh. oh, really? <laughs> so many. Mm. Go on, latest, then. The latest one is having his name on my dressing room door. But that's, yeah. that's just the latest, that. long, that's the latest in a long list. But the minute you come into this theatre, he's there. I know. And with a quote from the Times, yeah. best stand-up ever. Yeah. I mean, rub your face in it. Well, that's awful, isn't it? It's awful. Imagine if there was a picture of John Noakes up there going, <laughs> longest serving three feet per second. <laughs> we should have organised that. We can't be on, no. Just we like to put, rub people's Stuart faces. Lee's still it? alive. He is. Yeah, not for long. Probably by the time, <laughs> by the time this goes out, <laughs> I'm going to kill him and one of your children. <laughs> Which one? Uh, Do you want a tip? The off? one with the no. big head. <laughs> that's the younger one. Good. That's the spare. Um, <laughs> Look, you probably have an answer to this. I've never asked anyone this question. What have Ooh. you done to help the aged? Well, I've, do you know what? What? I visited my old school today. Did you? Yeah, because well, they're doing a thing for their alumni magazine. And it reminded me, because opposite is St. David's home, where I used to visit every week as part of my social services. Uh, and I used to spend an hour there every week. So I've done a lot to help the aged. Well, unless they hated me. I might have, in fact, I might have helped <laughs> them what, to an early grave. What did I you know. do? What kind I mean, of I think I was like, I'd sit with them and read with them and like, 
you know, they tell me stories about yeah. their lives. Fascinating elderly people. And sometimes we'd, we'd play like, what's that thing called with the croquet? Croquet? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Those were active. I did a lot with the old folks. How was going back to the school? Were any of your same teachers there from the, from the school? No, because as we know, I'm really old I know, now. but I've been, they've I went all back. They've on. They've all gone now. There was one, Mr. Tadger Target was there for a long, Tadger, Mr. Target. We called him Tadger Target. Not still there now, though, He's right? not now, but he's only just retired. Really? He's related to a 10,000-year-old skeleton. I mean, we all are, but <laughs> he, he got in the news for it. Really? Why? How? What? Because his DNA... What did he do to it? He oh, was right. the local history teacher that we found in Cheddar Caves. They found a skeleton of 10,000 years old, and they tested the DNA, and then they tested a class, in the history class, and he was, he was related to wow, the skeleton. Wow, that's... that's yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, he's been Great. dining out, out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> for a few years. Um, good, interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, do you... What? What? Oh, this is... Uh, no, we're not. That's for, that's for an interview. We're not doing... Oh, what? I'm intrigued. I won't answer it, but what was it? I mean, it's rubbish. Well, good. Share it. We'll be the judge of that. There's a thousand one here. They can't all be gold. You're just going to pick another one now. You must remember it. I'm going to try and find it for you. It it was, do you see yourself as a pterodactyl or a lawnmower? Okay. (laughs) That is rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Good for an interview, though, wouldn't it? Because you'd have to answer it. If if someone asked you that in an interview, you'd have to go, oh, I'm very much a lawnmower. I get things done and have a little basket on the front to catch their grass. Or I'm a pterodactyl, I fly around eating other dinosaurs, my sharp beak. I'm extinct. Mm. If you were God, what flavour would you have made ejaculate? Chocolate. 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 Has to be chocolate. Yeah. Chocolate is my weakness. Is it? Oh, I love chocolate. Could just buy some chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But then that's like chocolate with bells and whistles. Okay. Well, with a lot of effort. <laughs> True. Yeah. Chocolate is worth the effort. Yeah. Okay. I love chocolate. Do you? Yeah, yeah. sorry. I said that already. Yeah. It's, it's... I like ganache and truffles best. Do you? Yeah. <clears throat> Do you like chocolate? I'd stopped eating it because I like it too much. I tried, that's, but I, I just stopped can't. I stopped sucking men's cocks as well for the same reason. <laughs> I've successfully stopped eating chocolate, but now I've replaced it basically with ice cream. I've done very well. Do you really with, not eat chocolate? With, I don't. I don't believe. eat chocolate. And I don't ever. Drink, uh, not anymore. Not this year. Are you haven't kidding? Had a, haven't had any alcohol or chocolate this year. Really? Yeah. I haven't had any alcohol my whole life, apart from like three times or four. <laughs> but I think three actually. <laughs> How come? Because I don't drink. Well, drink a bit. Have a go. Well, I did. That was the three or okay. maybe four times. Okay. I wasn't into it. Yeah, you've got to Although really... people always think I'm drunk. Yeah. So I don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah. You've got to push through. I've been drinking a few non-alcoholic beers recently just because you think... Oh, What's the, the point? Exactly. But they actually taste like beer tastes the first time you drink it. You know, the and first... And you pushing the first, through? Well, no, I'll stop, I'll stop See? again. See, I did that. It, yeah. I didn't push through. Yeah. yeah. You push, if you push through when, with real beer, it's worth it. Worth it for what? Well, because you get drunk, you become more interesting. I'm so interesting, I don't need... I'm talking for myself, sexually Uh, attractive. (laughs) Everyone thinks you're really funny. So your wife, poor, poor wife this year. Yeah, I know. Hey, I wanted to talk to you about the 2008 Summer Olympic torch debacle. That was exciting. That debacle where I got attacked. You got attacked carrying the torch. In 2008, so you were carrying the torch to China... Yeah, I was carrying the whole way there. No, it's the Olympic torch relay. Yeah, what was it doing? You only carry it a few meters. People were like, "Are you in training for that?" And like people, and like literally, you go from there to about there. What was it doing? So it was good though because you look sporty. They give you the Olympic tracksuit. What? Were you in the UK? Yeah. What were you doing in the UK when it was 2008? Because it was 2012 in the UK. Well, you said 2008. I wasn't even listening. So it's 2008. You've got, well, because you're they announced it, it, don't they, four years before? So you were taking it from China to London? I don't know. I can't London. remember. Anyway, tell us what happened. Uh, well, there was... And I kind of agreed. China has a terrible human rights record and someone was trying to make a point. So they tried to get the torch off me. Yeah. And then there were all these... It was really weird because it was all a bit like... So our leg of it, the relay thing, was in Notting Hill Gate and there was like... Still bands playing, crowds everywhere, and it felt a bit like the Notting Hill Carnival. But, the, but there was this sort of Chinese secret police people, and they were really like sort of 
eerie in that like like this guy kept pushing my arm up because I wasn't holding it high enough I was like get off me you know and and they were no one knew who they were so our police were like who are they the Olympic relay organizers were like who are they they just sort of go everywhere with the torch and are really scary anyway um and so then this guy tried to wrestle off me I hung on to it by the way yeah yeah I kept hold of it and then afterwards um I was on the Today program the next day. And then they were like, oh, who were those people in the tracksuits? And I was like, I don't know. No one knew who they were. And then, like, Newsnight, then as I was coming out, they were like, oh, we want to do a thing on, on the relay. Um, will you do a piece or whatever? And then, because when you're in BBC TV Centre, they will just come and grab you. And then, yeah. like, Channel 4 News were like, we found the guy that attacked you. Do you want to come? And I thought, no, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. It's almost like Jeremy Kyle or something. Um, anyway, so I said no. And then I went filming to Abu Dhabi the next day and I put the telly on and there was a thing about me being attacked with the Chinese uh, um, secret police and everything. This weird thing just grew. Um, and so it turned into this big thing, but really it was literally like, hold that bottle. It was like this. Uh, 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 and that was that. Oh, wow. But you know how the media and these journalists, yeah. they make... Something How come the nothing. Chinese people who were trying to make you hold it up didn't manage to stop this guy grabbing it? That's not they were just yeah, I know they were wimps. Rubbish. They were just giving it all that when they weren't needed, and then when they were needed, they were nowhere to be seen. But I hung on. That's good. So there we go. Glad Thank you. Well done. Congratulations. Right. Can I just say I I don't, I, I think China are terrible okay. for their human rights abuses, but I support the, the Olympic Games and not good. China. Okay. Just I like the up. Olympic torch. That's a good Do thing. You? Yeah, it's good. good, isn't it? A bit of fire yeah. run, running around. A bit of fire, fire. If it goes out, they just light it again as well with a yeah. with a <laughs> with <laughs> lighter. Yeah, not like in them olden days, no. rubbing sticks and all that. <laughs> Progress is good, isn't it? It's good. But it's bad too. <laughs> <laughs> so you've become an author. Yeah. Are you still doing... Because you haven't done any, like, presenting for a little while. I'm just mum... Well, I was just mumming. And then yeah. suddenly, now both the kids are in school, and I was like, oh, no, I've got no excuses now. So I thought, I'll write a book. Yeah. Because then, you know, in between nine and three, I can just do it in my own time. Yeah. And then get to drop off and pick up as well. You know, not have to have... You know, we were discussing this childcare thing earlier, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? It's annoying. You, you moved to, look to near your in-laws to be... I've, get... I've moved near to my in-laws. See, we've got none of that. Yeah. My parents are no longer with us, so no babysitting there. Not that that's what... I, I mean, want, it's the yeah. worst thing about it, right? Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> that's, that's what I was trying to qualify. Just, yeah. And Charlie's parents are a bit sort of past doing that. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of hands-on mumming. But then you forget, or I didn't actually realise... That, you know, after the book comes out, the publishers want you to go to, like, book festivals and do this and that, and that doesn't fit in between the hours of <laughs> nine and three, all of that stuff. But, you know, book, actually, writing books and podcasts are quite good to do with parenting. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. So we've both got it sus. We have. We have Way to us. Although I bet your wife does the majority of drop-off and pick-up, doesn't done she? done well. Yes, no, that well. It wasn't a, like, no. It was like, well. Very, we have a bit of help, uh, but do you? I would you say... Have you got a nanny? Do, a little, not, not exactly a nanny, but we've got you a bit of help. You don't like to say that. It sounds too uh, fancy. And, uh, but I do. I'm, I'm, but I, I do... I, you don't. I do. You don't. I like it. The way, the way your love... voice, the sort of tone of I your voice... I wear my electric car, convince... I like it. Are you trying to convince me or you? I was just trying to get over... Step over the step fact that over, someone else enough. does the, the yeah, looks, school brings makeup. your children up. <laughs> but I do, I do half of all the other stuff. What other stuff? You know, the Loading bringing up the children. It's not just driving around, isn't it? You've got to feed them, put them in a bed, ba- bathe them. Okay, that's get yeah. up in the night. I'm my, I'm very good. How in the, old are yours? Four you and two. Up in the night. Oh yeah, okay. Two. So I might, I'm quite. My wife's not as patient as I am. Certainly in the morning. So um. I try. I tend to get up in the morning at whatever time I've gone to bed and try and do the, the early bit. Oh, good. It's not entirely fair. That's good. Yeah. I get up in the morning and yeah. do all that. Charlie is like nocturnal and so is our seven-year-old. Right. He flipping does not go to bed for love nor money. I mean, I can put him to bed as early as early can be and he'll still be up at like 10 o'clock. Awful. Is he playing video? Is the video game one? Like you know games? what? So I've, obviously Charlie's really into gaming. Is, Whereas yeah. all the other mums that are going like, and I only have half an hour of screen time. And literally, I only have half an hour off screen time. <laughs> and he, he absolutely loves it. Because you know like how some dads, you know, they bond through football or whatever. He bonds through gaming. It's the lost cause for me. So, yeah. 
basically. Our children don't sleep and they're always on screens. Yes. Okay, you've rumbled us. <laughs> do they understand what you do? Do they understand what Charlie and you do, that your kids, are they... Um, yeah, but I don't... I mean, nowadays, you know, everyone's got iPhones and they've all seen themselves in selfies and screens and stuff, so yeah. it's not that... I mean, they saw... So they watch news around every day at school, and I was on news round the other day, and so then, then like that was the source of real excitement for <laughs> my son's class. But yeah, yeah they're non non. So they watch Blue Peter. Um, Kofi's just got to Blue Peter age, so yeah. he dips in and out. And but you see, the problem is, is they're really into like gaming. It's yeah. terrible, and. So watching yeah. a kid opening loads of boxes—that's what—that's that's what, that's, that's what uh, Charlie was talking. Oh, about. Oh, Ryan, was he yeah. telling you about yeah. Ryan? Do you know about Ryan? Yeah. Oh, look, everyone knows about Ryan. Ryan has his own toys in Target. He's like the highest-paid YouTuber that exists, and yeah. he's this seven-year-old boy in America. And it's funny if you look at early Ryan videos. They sort of lived in this small flat and now literally the house is mtv cribs with its own like <laughs> you know tv studio and stuff and there's ryan toys everywhere and yeah we should get our kids into that stuff yeah, but will they be happy no i don't care we'll get a little get a <laughs> <laughs> mad, does it? well oh my goodness oh, look, you want to go home you're looking at your watch no i'm just working out what time it is so I what know time how long is I've done. it i have no it's, idea we've done, we've done 55 minutes of podcasting oh gosh yeah. time flies it does it's, you know that's enough when you're... We could just walk off now and we go, that's we? it. Should we just do it? No, I've got loads of things to ask oh. you about. Maybe um, they want to go home. They can go. Did They're welcome to them? go. Oh. They're welcome to leave at any point. Uh, I will ask you about... You were backstage at Glastonbury with Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is it? Well, you know, if you're Kobe, 14... our seven-year-old, said it's the worst day of his life. <laughs> he calls that the worst day of his life. Yeah, I don't really like Glastonbury. I can appreciate that. Oh, yeah. But you're in the posh VIP bit, right? Yeah, nice there's sofas and, and pot plants and yeah. bowls of fruit and stuff like that. So you're friends with Miley Cyrus now that she's been on Charlie's show, isn't it? And friends. take that. Friends, what was friends? To take that, remember you from the interviews? Take that, I mean, I, because they, yeah, then they got famous, yeah. but then they came on, like, they, yeah. I don't know if they, they did back then make that connection, but I haven't seen them since their... Re- oh, actually, I did pub quiz with Jason Orange. Well, there you go. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's oh, right. We all forgot about Jason Orange, don't worry. <laughs> That's random, but that was even years ago. Now, yeah. you see, when you get was into Was Jason Orange 40s, the answer to any of the questions on the pub quiz? <laughs> Who was that guy? He was in Take That. <laughs> yeah. It was me. Jason Orange. Have you ever been an answer on Pointless? I was think... Sarah Millican was just tweeting about being an answer on Pointless, and it was quite a hard question because it was whose was the. Uh, curator of the Museum of Curiosity. That's quite hard, right, to remember who those are. And she wasn't pointless. But I wonder how many people... I remember the, the first time I was on as an answer on pointless, it was... I got, well, how many times have you been an answer on A couple on of times. <gasps> I haven't made and it in life. And, but I, I bet John Noakes has but been only an two, answer on pointless. I think I got two people knew got, by, got me. Oh, did they? Yeah, so that's, you know, it's pretty good for pointless. That's... It's not very good for me, though, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not great, <laughs> is it? And so I kind of wondered, I wondered how many, you know... I was an answer on Only Connect. Oh, there you go, that's yeah, even better. that's fancy. I was mentioned on Only Connect. Mentioned? Yeah. In passing? Yeah. How so? Uh, it was about my hair, for some reason. Really? Yeah. What about I your think hair? Herring had been one of the answers on the wall, and someone had said, someone was t- trying to connect Oh, yeah, me. okay. And yeah. was it the fish and not you? Yeah. Uh, no, it was me. No, it oh, was the fish. Yeah, it was the fish. So um, you weren't really an answer. I think this, I think like, there must be, I was very upset when I was, because that was early on in Pointless when my career was like, I was wondering what's going on with my career. And I was very upset. And what is I, going on with No, I know, it's, <laughs> it's not much. No. But I'm, I've got peace with it now. But then I wasn't at peace with it. And I thought, you know, there's, there's probably a, there's probably a, a black mirror. I keep on coming up with black mirror ideas. I, I sent one to You Charlie. know what? He's not allowed... Oh, I'm, I don't... Don't say anything if you're not going to say it. No, no, no. But I can tell you... I'll what tell goes you what... I'll tell you one He's not allowed to look at other ideas. Okay. Because he can't look at oh, any Oh, yeah, no, ideas. I knew that. It was, oh, I sent him one last yeah. week. It wasn't really a serious one. It was out last week we were talking... I don't know. I, I, somehow, I should do something about The Purge because I'm obsessed with... Have you ever seen The Purge, the film, or the... Yeah. It's just such a shit idea. Because, like, it sort of implies that if we were all able to kill each other, we'd all go out and kill each other. Uh, And I just don't think we would. I don't, you know, if that came up, I'd stay in and so would everyone else. (laughs) They wouldn't want to be killed. But I thought it'd be a good idea to do a sex purge, a version of the sex purge, where one day a year. (laughs) Don't know how this came up, quite out of the conversation we had last week. Uh, uh, And 
and you can whatever relationship you're allowed to have sex with anyone you want as long as they want to have sex. So it's not like it's not a rapey as as sex. It's, it's, it's not so rapey sex. The whole sex world. Birth. Yeah, the whole world. Anyone one for day. one day, anyone can have sex with anyone that who wants to have sex with them. That would be a mental day. But. The, the, the film follows some people who want to have who want to cheat on their wives but can't find anyone who will, be, who will go along with it, <laughs> or a couple who can't get a babysitter. <laughs> who both really want to cheat. I thought that'd be quite a good one, but that'd be quite. No, I think there's like the humiliation of like being you know, for for being a celebrity and then seeing pointless or whatever telling you no you 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 aren't no one knows who you are and your career's fallen apart there's a there's something in that in there's, there's, yeah, there's a, you know that's uh, that. then going on a killing spree and killing everyone yeah. killing mainly richard osman uh, <laughs> but uh, i just thought it was something i was i was cool with it don't worry i was all right you seem cool with it i was cool with it yeah and i've been on pointless three times since then and uh, have you have you done, you've done pointless haven't you? i did pointless and i did really well so yeah. I, th- I i decided i'm not gonna go back on it because okay. i'll be really did you shite. win point, did, you, did you win the trophy uh i think we did win yeah. the trophy you think you did i can't remember do you know what it's i don't remember anything since having kids which is why <laughs> yeah, i couldn't really remember the other boat race that well and you said all that detail i was just like yeah 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 i remember yeah. that yeah. i literally don't remember things and also yeah, you didn't I did remember this... how to steer a boat while you were in the boat did you yeah yeah, exactly. I don't remember anything. And literally, we'll watch box sets. Box sets, box sets, box sets. We'll do it on streaming. And, like, one series, will you watch it in, like, two days or whatever because you're binging everything. And then you watch, like, a million other series in between. And then, you know, the next season comes out. And I've forgotten all the plot points yeah, in the first It's just It's awful. good it means you can just watch the same programmes over and over again. Yeah. It's like I've watched whole films before that I've seen and then realised, hang on, I know what's going to happen next. I know what's going to happen next. And then I realise I've seen this film before. Isn't yeah. that just... Maybe I've it's got just, early onset dementia. My mum had dementia and I've got one in three chance because it's hereditary. And every time I can't remember something, I'm like, oh, my gosh. It's happening. So maybe that's what's happening. Good, what a, You're was, seeing it live I was before your try, eyes. I was going to try and wrap up now, but you know, this, that would be an insensitive time to do, wouldn't it? Don't worry. It's fine. Well, a mum had dementia, but let's not worry about that right now. I don't think we're going to get away with it. The audience aren't, the audience aren't behind us. Hey, Connie, it's been lovely to see you again. I forgive you for steering into me. Oh, that's so kind of you. Uh, and... Uh, uh, is this why I'm on? Just so you yeah, could do it? Yeah, okay. you know, I thought it would be more of an issue for you. I but I just the, couldn't even remember You can't remember even remember it, it happening. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> if there was a pointless of the other boat race. No. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive round of applause. Connie Hart! <laughs> Thank you so much for coming. Come and see us in the spring. Bye, you can buy tickets now. I love you all. Goodbye. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Connie Huck. Thank you, as always, to Pest for their fantastic musical skills. I would also like to thank everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre. I would like to thank everyone at GoFaster Stripe and Sky Potato, all the crew who film these shows. They're great. Uh, do think about these people who are self-employed during the coming months and help them out if you can. Not George the Incompetent Sand Guy, though. Let him perish as he deserves. Um, I am indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. I'm also very indebted to my executive producer this week, Pete Banks, who, don't tell him this, but whenever one of us was having a wank on set, which we often do, (laughs) just to relax before the show, we would say we were having a Pete Banks. Didn't quite work because wank doesn't quite rhyme with banks, but it was good enough for us. It was no insult to Pete Banks, who was an excellent producer on this one. It was just because it rhymed. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Please check out twitch.tv slash rkherring for even more content that should keep you entertained. There's stone clearing, there's snooker. We're going to be doing more interviews online to get us through the dark ages of this time that we are now living in. Stay bright and stay happy. Keep talking to your pals. Uh, online, on the phone stay indoors unless it's all over, in which case stay indoors because of the nuclear winter that you're probably going through at the moment, let's look on the bright side thanks for listening, now fuck off
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Thanks very much. RichardHerring.com slash Rahalastapa for those remaining Rahalastapa dates. Rahalastapa and richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour to find out all the tour dates for my upcoming stand-up. Would love to see you at those ones. Please book tickets if you can. All right, enjoy another podcast. Don't listen to anyone else's podcast but mine. Stay faithful, and I'll see you on the next one. Bye.